What's up guys? It's your brother from another mother coach camp is one. By the way, nak tanya you guys. Kalau lembu makan rumput boleh jadi besar. How about manusia makan sayur? Boleh tak? Hari ini our guest bukan saja vegetarian, malah dia pun sudah memenangi pingat dalam sukan bina badan. Bah sebelum tu kita mula dengan uh, thank you very much kepada anda semua yang menonton dan follow kami. Eh, tak kisah you all berada di mana, please support misi kami untuk membantu dan mengurangkan 1% obesity di Malaysia by liking, following our channel and share dengan kawan-kawan you all. Welcome to the 6th episode of Cam Izwan Podcast Channel. Di channel kami, saya berkongsi tentang fakta sains dan pada masa sama, invite credible and successful individual in their respective field. Siapakah dia yang sado dan makan sayur? Prabah. First thing first, Prabah. Thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much about um, give me the opportunity to ask you and interview you. Okay. Hari ini kita akan discuss a few things lah. Number one, kita akan discuss regarding about bagaimana you started your journey sebagai bina badan dan juru latih bertawliah. Dan kedua, kongsi perjalanan dalam sukan bina badan. Ketiga, kenapa you choose to be vegetarian? Um, just now you shared with me. Interesting. Dan yang keempat, misconception tentang nak bina otot as a vegetarian dan juga nasihat kepada mereka dekat luar sana yang nak mula buat vegetarian diet. Okay. Berapa? Sure. Let us start dengan how do you actually started with sukan bina badan? Daripada zaman sekolah lagi in the early stage. Okay. Uh, how it started is uh, my dad hmm. when I was young he he was a amateur boxer. Oh. So memang dari kecil He was very physically active and he encouraged me as a boy to be physically active. So I started, you, you wouldn't believe it, I started training myself from the age of 10. As in proper training, as in write my program down and follow a routine. But he started me off very early at the age of 7, following him for jobs, doing push-ups, sit-ups, box, shadow boxing and so forth, skipping. He bought me simple uh, home equipment for me to start. Doing my own routine in the room, yeah. but he he did uh, mention to me that uh, you do not go to the gym until you're 18 plus. I'm like, why? Mm. You'll become short. Obviously, that yeah. that that advice didn't work. But I'm still short, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, misconception. Uh, but yeah, I started quite early. Bodybuilding seriously was from the age of 18. Baru sesta. Faham. Hmm. Okay, so how do you choose bodybuilding? Okay, I actually visited a uh, few gyms before I actually became a member. So one of the gym uh, assistant over there was a uh, Mister Penang. Oh. So when I and I, I'm, Zentri, I'm, I'm, yeah, not not Zetri, oh. and another Chinese guy. Okay, so I was like, wow, okay, I want to be like him when I grow up. You okay. know, that was a spark. And of course, growing up watching cartoons back then, you've got. Thundercats, yeah. He-Man, and so forth. You look at the the male uh, character, the main character. He's always buff. Kepada generasi millennial ni, tak tahu apa tu. Yes, yes. So inspired by that. Okay, so you're trying to say that. Okay, you started with your dad at the age of 10. Were he uh, still competing during that period of time? Uh, no, it's just amateur box boxing, and it, within this uh, circle of friends, small small level. Why is he persuading you like you have to go? 
oh, my dad is very old school Indian man, you know. So okay. he's like a boy has got to be physically active. You got to you got to pick a sport, not just sport. You have to be physically able to defend yourself. Faham? Sport is one. Martial arts is a must for him. So I picked karate. I competed in karate also. You know, won a gold medal in sparring and so forth. That was when I was 15. Lah. So, he's always been, if you're a man, you must be able to do these kind of things. Okay. So, I grew up like that environment, you know. Okay, this is out of topic. Yeah. Kita fikir balik, yeah. Um, the current generation, Generation Z dengan Millennial again. Mm. I don't think the parents persuaded, force or tell their kids to go in martial arts. During our era, mm. I buat silat, I buat taekwondo. Mm. You buat juga kan? Yes. Before this, I interview a few athletes juga. Yep. Karate, taekwondo. Kan? It's a norm. It's a normal thing. Betul yes. kan? Sekarang, you buat apa? Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. So strange. Okay. The generation changed a lot. Yes. Okay. Betul. Okay. So, that's when you started. It, uh, 18 years old kan? Yep. When you decided to be an athlete, compete as a bodybuilder. Um, at the age of 18, I already knew I wanted to compete. That time was was back in Penang, but I didn't have any proper guidance and so forth. Okay. Got la, gym, gym bros, la, you know, encouraging, you got to do this, you got to do that. But when I came to KL, I met my uh, work, work colleague, Chris. So he's the one that saw the potential in me while mm-hmm. the rest of the colleagues... Who is he? Chris, uh, it was my uh, just colleague, is it lah? Colleague, is it? Abu Kamal Builder, no, no, no. But he was very into bodybuilding. He's just that he he had no desire to step on stage. So he, through me, he he got to live there, I suppose, you know. So he was the only one that encouraged me and stood by me till uh, my last competition, which was in 2017. Okay, we're gonna go there later. Mm. So, how long it took you to be ready for a competition? So you started working. Started working at the age of 18. Is I became a trainer. Okay. So I knew what I wanted to do. Went pretty young. So uh, and then when I came to KL, this when it took me two years to prepare for my bodybuilding competition. So back then, you you did things the hard way, you know. You 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 bought books yeah. from the bookstore. But so there's no such thing as. Googling, Googling it, yeah. YouTube, and all ah, that. Okay. So you did things the hard way. So it took longer, right, right. you know. And all the supplements were expensive, mm-hmm. not readily available, right. and all the PEDs, the enhancements are very underground, as in actual underground. But all, <laughs> you know. So it took much longer than I anticipated. So now, now the lines get now is like people are much more open. So that's the reason why you got uh, yes. I welcome you to share anything regarding about supplement and juga PED lah. Yep. If you are sure, transparent enough. Okay, let us start dengan supplement. What was your supplement stack? Back then, the usual uh, protein way. Uh, if if you are lucky, that time you got creatine. If you lucky. If, if you are lucky, you got creatine. Because of the price or? Price point number one. Number two, the availability wasn't there. You know? And even protein, back then, The brand probably Vida. doesn't even exist right now. Okay. With the uh, Hollies. Hollies. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now these people won't even know the brand. You know, and you get small little tubs like that. You know, you treated it like gold. Uh-uh. So yeah, those were my supplement stack, lah. And back then we were broke, you know. Okay, were you already a vegetarian? 
No, back then no. I only became a vegetarian in 2019. Okay, so that was okay recently lah. Ah, uh, recently okay. four so, years back. 18, 19, 20, preparing for competition, um, using supplement, and what happened after that? Did you compete at the age of 20 years old, 21, 22? Oh no, I wanted to compete at the age of 21 okay. because 21 you still fall under junior category, okay. and I know and I knew I was good enough to win the junior category. Okay, you know. Then Chris sat me down saying, "It's not about winning. It's about when you win, you got to win well." Yeah. You know. So he said, "Take take another year, go in at 22." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Bro, then I'll be com- competing against the veterans, the more experienced guys. So what? You want to be the best? You got to compete against these fellows anyway." Right. You know. So I just waited it out. So the previous generation knew how to pass the marshmallow test. Mm-hmm. We delayed gratification. Delayed. Yeah. You know. Now this generation. A bit, dif- a bit different. Sekarang kena sekarang juga. Now I wanted it yesterday, but today is the next next best thing. You know yeah. that kind of. Okay, so three years preparation, three years. Can you share a bit your brief lah, briefly ah, your nutrition and also your training. Okay, okay three years. Oh yeah, nutrition was. I now when I look back, what I was doing back now, I I was like, wow, this is <laughs> really bodo, you know, <laughs> you know, eating thirty eggs a day. Right. You know, tiga puluh telo, tiga puluh telo, tuna in water. Right. It used to be so bad. I used to eat tuna in water yeah. with a glass of Milo Oof. or whatever, and I can have some taste. Right. Put put the whole chunk in my mouth, right. swallow it. No, no, no such thing as chewing it. Eh? Right, right, right. You know, when you do that for the whole entire prep, you're no no longer looking at food as food. Yeah. It's just something that to fuel your your, your journey. So tuna in water, eggs, bread, uh-huh. rice, very basic stuff. Okay. Because I was just starting out my my career in KL mm-hmm. back then. My salary was a thousand bucks, and for good measure, the manager gave me fifty ringgit food allowance. Fifty <laughs> ringgit. What's your salary? Survive sekarang eh? By then okay lah. How much did you go again? Bolle survive. This was in two thousand. Tazo, okay. 2002. Boleh lah hidup sikit. But I was living with my grandmother, so ah, okay, not okay. too bad. Uh-huh. So no rental, uh, so boleh lah survive. Last time lah. Uh, speaking of the the bodoh part, I mean you're not the only person. iPhone, yeah. before this pun kuma, and when we all lah kan. Because yeah. we don't have the right people to guide us. Mm. It's more on the bro science. Yep. Gym, orang ni kata tu, orang ni kata tu. Mm. Then we create our own rationals. Of, I think. Two mm. now we better. Yes. Can. Yes. If they say fifteen telo, I eat thirty telo. <laughs> yes. And then you throw away the yolk. Yeah. Betul. And then my grandmother used to be like, "What the hell are you doing? Umbazi." Yeah. Betul. Betul. You know. So yeah. Just just nak tanya kat you all semua yang tengah tonton kan. Masih ada orang buat macam tu lagi ke? <laughs> I'm very certain ada. I'm very certain. Bro science. Ada bro science. Tak salah tau. If you think pain is gain, it's your choice. You know, if you think you makan have to rasa macam cat food diet, I call it cat food diet. Mm. Go ahead. If you rasa nak j- jadi sadu makan telur je, go ahead. But yeah, other easier way. So hear from us lah, our own experience. We've gone through it already, and kita fikir balik quite bodoh lah kan, quite mm. bodoh. But anyway, okay, three years preparation. Then first competition. So first competition was in 2004. Uh, because I'm from Penang, I wanted to go back to my hometown right. and compete. So I competed in the lightweight category. 
Lightweight category is 65 to 70 kilo. So I was going up against a veteran guy. I placed second. Nice. But fortunately for me, every bodybuilding contest, they get to select two uh, athletes from every category. And my category winner happened to be a veteran champion as well. That means the veteran category. Right, right, right. So the selection for Mr. Malaysia, he did not go for a lightweight. He went to veteran. Masters so, lah. He went to ma- masters lah. Masters So they selected me to enter the lightweight. The lightweight. I'm like, no way I'm going for Mr. Malaysia. I just placed second. I didn't even get champion. Right. I'm not doing it. You know? So I went on my bulking. Mm. And then I get a call from my previous uh, gym owner. He's like, do you know how many people will kill to be in your spot? Get selected to go to Mr. Malaysia? It's a privilege. It's a prestige thing. And you're declining it. Your first ever competition, you get selected. So I'm like, okay, fine. Go. By that time, I already bloated. Right, <laughs> right. Off diet, right? Uh, uh, so instead of going for lightweight category, I ended up in uh, welterweight category. 75 to 80. 75 to 80. To my surprise, I actually placed top five. Wow. <laughs> first, first competition. Nice. So in that year itself, I competed four times. I tried many times. Mm. First, I tried Mr. Slango. Yeah. I tried Mid Valley first. Mr. Mid Valley? Yeah, Mid Valley, they had a contest. Oh, wow. Bakat Baru entered. Okay. You know, uh, you know Sam Atnan. Yes. Same category as Sam Atnan. Okay. You know, both of us chlorine. Yeah, but category, with, I think he's 65 to 70. But Bakat Baru is open. Oh, yeah, open. Yes. Open. So anybody boleh masuk. Yeah, yeah. So the stage was packed with all these guys wow. trying to compete, you know. And and back then, I competed Nati, yeah? My first competition, Nati. I'm like, what the f- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. You're welcome. <laughs> so, placed out of the ring, you know, not even top 10, yeah. you know. Then so, and then the fun began. Mm. When I started preparing for Mr. Slango, I got on the juice. Is that, when is that? 2000? Same, 2004. Oh, okay. Same year. Okay. And then I, I, I got called out for comparison mm. uh, right up to top, top six. But back then they had top six. Yeah. They were trying, trying to choose between me and another guy. I placed out. Okay. I didn't make the top six, but I know, okay, they're starting to compare me. It's good. It's working. The juice is working. <laughs> so I continued my cycle right up to Mr. Penang. Mr. Penang is where I knew, okay, you want to compete? You want to win? Juice stop. You have to be enhanced. You got the juice stop. Unless you're, you have one of those rare genetics, like genetic freaks. Right. That's a different category. You know, Asian guys like us, short in stature. Oh. No chance. No chance. No chance. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now speaking of juice. What trigger you to start enhancing? And how do you know what cycle to do? Oh, Chris. He is, he is the, the brains behind all of this. Not me. I'm the brute. You know, I, can, I know how to train. I can train hard. Okay. You ask me to diet, eat the same food for six months a year, I will do it. Right. You know, wake up. Do my cardio first thing in the morning, train in the afternoon, evening another session of cardio, I will do it. You know, you just need to tell me what I need to do in terms of juicing. I didn't know anything about juice. Okay. You know, so back then I remember Chris was the one who guided me on what I needed to take, how I needed to take, right. the timing mm-hmm. and so forth, you know. So, yeah, and I also had a very bad experience injecting my, my first steroid. Because <laughs> back then you don't get stuff available for... for to, like injections, you don't get it. The syringes, you don't get it. Right. right. What you get in the pharmacy is the insulin syringes. Right. All right. So insulin syringe, 
it's tiny. Right. But you need back then we believe that you need to go intramuscular. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ass has a lot of fat. It's not going to be, become I am. You know, it's going to be subcutaneous. Yeah. It's going to go into the fat. Yeah. Which is the least fat prone area? Shoulder. So jab into my shoulder. The next day MC. Tapi pergi kerja. Tapi angkat tangan pun. Right. You know, but I know the the oil is in there. Right. You know. So in regards to my cycle, Chris was the man. Okay, so warning kepada anda semua ya, jangan membabi buta. Oh, okay lah, I pun nak cuba <laughs> because Prabha dah buat anxiety. Like, no, no, jangan membabi buta. Mm. He's just sharing his experience, and it it doesn't mean that he's doing it. You should do it. Yep. Okay, because I mean he's still healthy. Good for him. Uh, no bad things happen again. Oh, ada. Okay, ada. Ni kita dah dengar. Ni tak tahu dia. Nak tahu dia. Okay, then what happened? So. We got to fast forward a bit, a few years down the road. Uh, this was in 2014. Right. Okay. So, I first competition was 2004. I took okay. a big break in between for seven years. Focus on my career. Wanted to, to buy a house. Wanted to get married and all that jazz. After that was done. Mm. 2014. After winning Mr. Malaysia welterweight category. Right. Uh, I've, I've, I've achieved my dream of becoming Mr. Malaysia. I can call myself Mr. Malaysia, even though it's a category. It's Mr. Malaysia. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was depressed as, as Why is that? Because I didn't do a proper PCT, post-cycle ah. therapy. Like I said, yeah. I didn't know much about this. I know what I needed to take, but I didn't know how to cycle it off, what I needed to do and yeah. so forth. So I just came off and all my hormones came crashing. Yeah. And I'm sitting down there, fat. I'm Mr. Malaysia. I just won the cat- category title three months, uh, six months ago. Right. You know, I'm sitting down my car, fat, uh, crying. Wow. Yep, crying. So the first person that came to my mind was my sister. I messaged her. I said something is wrong. Yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling suicidal. And I was actually considering it because I saw a train passing by. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know why, but I'm done. You start questioning your existence and so forth because all your hormones is back. Yeah, you know. So my sister immediately called my then girlfriend and said something's wrong with Prabha. Go and check on him. Take him to the hospital. Get him checked. Yeah. And true enough, when when the doctor did my test uh, test check, he said you're healthy, yeah. except for your testosterone level is non-existent. You know, as a guy, if you don't have testosterone, yeah. you're you're gone. You know, your health takes a toll. Your mood, energy, everything takes a toll. Eh? So, I also made a video on my IG to share. Do not glamorize PED use. Do not do this. I've shared it multiple times. Because people, what they see on the outside is people, they see the glamour side of competing. You know, standing there with the with the trophy, you know, uh, looking good with all the six-pack, eight-pack, whatever, you know, ripped to, to shreds and all that. They don't see what's going on on the back. Totally agree. You know, yeah. and I've had multiple occasions like this. Depressed, uh, right after competition, your body even goes because suddenly you load up with your body with a lot of food, mm-hmm. drinks, and all that. Yeah, you, my, I had a full-on cramp the whole body for an hour. You know, agony, scary. agony. You know, so these are the sides that most people don't see. Yeah, and a lot of bodybuilders they don't even share this. That's all. You know? They think it's normal. Yeah, it's normal as in oh, you're having mood swing after competition. Yeah, you gain tremendous weight because it's post competition. Correct. Rebound, like on a Correct. Thing. But right. 
after viewing many, um, not just people that use or abuse, but there are doctors out there. Share a bit about PED tau. Mereka beritahu, PED ni kalau kita tak tahu apa kita buat, kita abuse lah. Hmm. But kalau kita tahu apa kita buat, it benefit us. Hmm. Uh, especially orang yang dah berumur 50 tahun ke atas. Dia ada kegunaan sebenarnya. Yes. Um, I do know numbers of athletes kat luar sana. This is the first time I dengar daripada Prabalah, his cerita. I do know numbers of athletes out there. Bila habis Kong, they went missing. They Their life is like so miserable. Hmm. They rasa like, you know what, if there's no competition, I don't feel that there's anything in life. Yep. Nothing is worthwhile to them. Because when they compete, they were using things, they feel better, stronger, happier. Correct. So I, I see that macam kesian lah. Yes. Uh, kesian lah, but... I like the part that you share this part because ramai orang kat luar sana akan assume, oh, if I use steroids or use any kind of PED, it's going to benefit me in many ways. Mm. But they don't see the downside. Correct. Kind of you abuse. Okay, then what do you do? Uh, tagging on that, okay, some 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 smart ally is going to think, oh, okay, if you say you don't know how to use, I'll learn how to use and I'll use it wisely. So? I've had two friends who actually died. Oh. <laughs> yep. So how how do you know? Is he an ad, are they an ad Co- competing? Oh shit! You know, right? In 2014, my friend don't don't give the name by yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, my friend he came from my uh, Mister Malaysia. He congratulated me. He was very happy. He's like, okay, after your Penang trip, I made a Penang trip lah. I wanted to go eat all the nasi kanda and all that. You know, off diet what? He said, once you're back, you go for dinner. I'm in Penang. I receive a, a message saying that he passed away of a heart attack. How old is he? He was in his early 30s. Shit, younger than me, yo. Mm, had two two kids, young kids, you know. He just went, he just had a heart attack and died. And before that, there was another guy. He keep placing second, 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 second in Baran Chante. That time they had Baran Chante, yeah. you know. So he was, he asked the judges, what am I doing wrong? Or what I can do better to to get first? Mm. So they said, you're not dry enough. Right. This guy jumped on the... Diuretic. Diuretic bandwagon. Uh, he dehydrated himself. He played second, still. Uh, on the on the way back, he, he told his friend, I want to go and drink Tetare. I want to go off my diet. I'm going to drink Tetare. They were driving in a car. He didn't get up. Well, what year was this? This was uh, early 2012, around there, I think. 2012, yeah. So, they, and he was in his early 20s. Eh? So, if you think that you can get away with it, yeah. you don't know. Even like you, myself, we didn't know what how our body will respond. Betul. We just took a gamble, we threw the dice. Uh, Luckily enough, we survived. For now. We don't know what the side effects may be in the future and so forth, you know. So, do what you got to do. If you want to do it, do it properly, do it with proper guidance and get out of it as soon as you can. That is such a street turning because when you mentioned Badan Chantek back in 2000, what was it? Uh, 14 or 15, I can't remember which year was it. Badan Chanti memang popular datang. Mr. ACT. Yeah. What year? Yeah, ramai 1,000 orang masuk. That was 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? Yeah. No lah, I belum balik dari Australia, bro. Yes, sir. Itu masa Kuba competed. I think... Maybe earlier. Oh, okay. I think 2012. Oh, yeah, yeah. Betul tu. I think it's 2012. Yeah, the competition went up to uh, at midnight or something like that. Yeah. Some crazy. Yeah, I think 2012. 2012, 2012. Okay, so the system is ni. One of the participants yang compete for badan cantik, I know him personally, his friend. So, what my friend cakap, 
they went to rave party mm. a week before. Mm. They took whatever they wanted to take. Mm. You know lah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. On top of that, they take diuretic. Mm. They competed. Then they run pergi nak makan seafood ke apa. Then died in the car. So I tengok, uh, that time was Facebook. Tengok Facebook. Then the girlfriend dia upload gambar dekat bilik mayat dah. Yep. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. Can I saw like last week they were partying. Yes. And suddenly mati. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So, I, I would conclude this as a very risky thing that these people are doing. They take hard drugs, they take, you know, enhancement and they assume that baru umur 20 tahun boleh hidup lagi 100 tahun. Yeah. And buah lah, amir je semua benda, masih muda lagi. Body can adapt. Body can adapt. No, my body is still strong. Yeah, it looks strong on the outside. Betul, you know? betul. So that's scary lah. Bila I saw that, I was a shit. Yeah. I was takut. You're gambling with life, literally, you know. Yeah. So, be careful. So that is 2012. And after that, what happened? It, in regards to my competition. Competition. Okay. Uh, Can you depress more than... Oh, yeah. So, I've won Mr... Uh, okay. Rewind back. That seven years uh, break that I do. Uh-huh. When I came back, I came back in 2012. Right. So, of course, I did not... There's unfinished business. Because I placed second in uh, Mr. Penang in mm-hmm. 2004. Unfinished business for myself. Like, personal goal like, to be Mr. Penang as a Penangite. You know? So I went back 2012, competed, and I, played, I, I, I became the overall champion. Wow. You know? Yes. So, fun. Then I uh, went to Mr. Malaysia, got my ass kicked on stage. I <laughs> placed 11, you know? So, now second unfinished business. Okay. So, came back. So back then I was already living in KL. So Misai, I I think you yeah. know Misai, the photographer. So he said, "Why are you you already won Mr. Penang already overall? Uh. Why are you going back to Penang to compete? Compete the uh, KL lah, since you're living in KL." Uh. So I was like, "No lah, KL is too competitive for me and all that. I think I go back." It's like, never mind. Compete KL first. The following week you go and compete in Penang. And happens to be I play second in my welterweight category then. And I got selected immediately. Right. You know, so I said, okay, like, I don't want to waste my time. Like. So I prepared for uh, Mr. Malaysia. Mm-hmm. 20, this is 2014. Like. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the guy that plays first in that uh, Mr. KL, he plays second. So we switched places <laughs> in, in Mr. Malaysia. So that's how I won my second title, Mr. Malaysia welterweight in 2014. Then took... Uh, I competed in Mr. Slangor, placed second. Then my last competition was, I, I said, I have, I want to win KL overall this time. This was 2017, three years down the road. Competed. And I won my category. I won above uh, 70 kilos, champ of champ. Right. Uh, and also overall medal. So, Canas. after that, I'm done already. Right, right. The body will give you signals. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're aging. Yeah, you know. What else you want? Yeah, you want to go out as a champion. I believe for for me, I want to go out as a champion. I'm a very uh, prideful that way. Ego, you know, bodybuilders ego. Oh, Allah, yeah. You know, that's why we do this in the first place. Little. You know, so I want to go out as a champion, and that's it. That was the end of it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I pernah consider dengan dalam episode Kuma though that Kuma and Emma, I say no. Competitive athlete, regardless of lifting, strongman, bodybuilding, nak masuk just to get first, uh, dapat second or third. Yep. Dia orang nak masuk untuk menang tau. So yes. they will do whatever it takes. Regardless lah, training sehari empat kali ke, mm. makan kertas saja ke, they just do whatever it takes. So Prabah have achieved that. Menang semua benda. He already set that goal. Mm. So, 
after that you decided to stop because you rasa that you know what I've achieved everything mm. I need to give my body a break mm. or is it because of that hormone dysfunction that you start feeling depressed and oh uh, no no actually I decided to to stop competing because as a kid I set myself certain goals certain milestone I want to achieve mm. Mr. Penang done uh, Mr. Malaysia done mm. where I'm living Mr. KL right. I mean KL so Mr. KL done If you want to go to like Asia level and so forth, you have to do other things, yeah, you know. Of course. So I realized with bigger titles uh, comes more investment. Betul. Which at that point, investment, I'm not talking about just financial investment, your health investment, health, yeah. your time. You know, as a bodybuilder, there's literally zero social life. <laughs> you know? Betul gila, guys. Yeah. So don't, don't, there's no such thing as balance when you want to become a champion. Yeah. You know, this, these are all new ideologies that you have to have work-life balance and all that, you know, no such thing. You know, so I realized uh, my priorities were shifting back then. So I said, okay lah. Totally agree. I want to touch on that part a, a bit uh, regarding about either you compete, regardless of all lifting bodybuilding, I pernah discussed with Kuma before. At one period, I was competing with Kuma. Okay. Then I quit because not genetic-wise, it's just that I cannot commit as other athlete means most of the time you makan you tidur you training yep and during that period of time I established really my company 2013 mm. it affected my business so much mm. you know because I try my best to not have, to have many clients you know because you need to focus makan semua kan right. so client I told my client like, uh, in a day I could only take three clients two saja mm. cannot take anymore and at the same time mood swing mm. mood swing lah malas lah you think you're malas you're training orang ni exactly So, I told myself and Kumar like, bro, you know what? Uh, I don't think I can go any further. Uh, I'll try powerlifting lah. Senang mm. sikit. Tak perlu nak jaga makan sangat. Correct. You know, you can still compete on your uh, weight class. Yep. So, clearly understand that. But the commitment to yeah. jadi the best of the best, penat. Yes, very tiring. Very, very tiring. And yeah, it involves a lot of other areas that people don't think about. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Then kita sambung. The depression after that or before that? In between. In between. Mm. So how do you run out from the depression? Okay, so you put back yeah. the hormone yes. together. Okay. Yes. So I asked the doctor, what what can I do? Yeah. Two choice. You can either do a post cycle therapy, yeah. wait till your natural testosterone bounces back, yeah. or you can get on a, a lower dosage of testosterone, but only testosterone lah. Yeah. You don't put all the other other stuff in in there, you know. Okay, nah. So I've been on on tests ever since. I've not I've not stopped. Okay. You know, but I do my checkups. Oh. Uh, I do my blood work. Uh, so it's been going okay so far. Yeah. What's the term? Eh? The panggil yang testosterone thingy, and you are made very small. TRT. TRT. Yeah. Okay. So it's called TRT, but the dose that I'm taking, so you ask bodybuilder, they say, "Oh, bro, this is TRT." But if you ask a doctor, they say, "No, this is not TRT. You're already taking a very uh, low dose bodybuilding cycle already. Right. This is two fifty right. per week. Per week, okay. you know. TRT usually they recommend half of that, one two five, one seven five. You know. There's been some debates in regards to this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys have tried the one two five, one seven five, and got side effects. Right. You know, I've been on two five zero for a long time. With no side effects, okay. you know. So when the when when we get our stuff, we may think that we are injecting two five. Mm. What we are injecting, nobody knows. 
how much we're injecting, nobody knows. Right, right. So how you can tell is just by how your body reacts. Yes. And also your medical report. Lah. Correct. Unless you do a thorough check on what you zero in and how much actually is available yeah. in your body, then you will. Yeah, but so okay. Since um, we're on this topic, and eh? who's the guy, the guy Thailand, and just passed away? Thailand, uh, Joel, what Linda? Something shreds, Joel shreds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he got um, aneurysm? Aneurysm. Yep. Can. Yep. Okay. Do you think it's due to PD? Because one of his podcasts, the Penasa Cup, he was taking. It wasn't a PD. It was the COVID. Yeah. This, COVID booster. Mm, so there's a lot of theories behind that. Uh, uh, but you can see this 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 trend. Uh, I mean, we as humans, we are we are biologically, uh, we, we, we can rec- recognize patterns. Uh, you can see patterns emerging in the bodybuilding community uh, where guys who are age 25 are just falling and dying out of heart attack, out of nowhere, uh, you know, look so healthy, you know. So in his case, I think... They they also theorize that it's a vaccine, the booster, and some people say because he was on EQ, right, right. blood became too thick and caused the rupture. So you never know what's the actual cause. Overall, apa you can farm adalah, um, it's a risk lah, a risk whereby you know the worst thing gonna happen is gonna die. Uh, the good part would be you look good lah. Yep. Uh, you're just gonna look good, but. Are you going to be happy for the entire life? That's subjective. And that's why I like to invite a lot of competitive athletes yang enhancing and tak enhance, they are welcome to share uh, their journey and what they have gone through. Like for for him, he say uh, the worst experience would be depression. Suicidal. And suicidal and depression. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, jump. I'm not a psychologist or therapist lah, but I've gone through a phase in my life where I feel depressed. And ni bukan sebab endrotil ke apa tau because I've experienced it before. I felt depressed but I don't feel that I want to kill myself. Hmm. So the suicidal part, is there anything that actually influence you want to kill yourself or is it just because that, you know what, I'm not going to die. Were you in a moment where mungkin you got do with your no. spouse? That, that, that is what opened my eyes actually. What, what is it? Everything was going very well in my life. Okay. My business was doing good. Uh-huh. I have just won the 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 title which I've I've always wanted. Right. You know, not many people win Mister Malaysia. Betul, yeah. betul. You know, yeah. and I got at just at that point in it, I got a new girlfriend. Right. You know, who then became my 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 second wife. You know, my second marriage. Yeah. You know, so everything in my life was good. I was having good relationship with my first ex-wife. Um, my relationship with my daughter, with my family, everything was going well. Mm. There was no reason for me to be thinking this kind of thoughts in the first place. Right. That was the uh, moment for me. I realized this is not normal. If I had a fight or something going bad in my life, I understand. Maybe emotionally, I'm doing it because of them want to run away. Right. Everything was super good. Right. You know, and I'm having this kind of thoughts. Not normal. Not normal. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a good example <laughs> untuk semua orang tahu eh? It's not just what we think or environment, it's also our hormone. Mm. And because many people assume a uh, thought of killing yourself is because maybe your surrounding is very negative yep. or maybe because you know you're going through in your life you're mm. but based on your treater everything was perfect. Perfect. 
cuma hormon je tak perfect. Yeah, kan. Hormon je haywire. Yep. So yeah, okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Now, maybe you can share a bit because you mentioned about second marriage. Hmm. Tak dengar macam it affect your preparation, tak dengar macam it affect your... Yeah, that's one thing. Like even back in 2004, mm. uh, I don't know whether many people know this or not. 2004, I was ve- I'm, I'm very close to my mom before she passed away. 2004, she actually passed away from from breast cancer. She was only 44 years old. You know, she passed away in March. My competition was in May, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I still competed. Right. I still prepare. Oh, so sedih pula. Yeah. Sedih is normal. It's normal to feel sedih. It's normal to... to sedih rasa. is normal, guys. Yes, it's normal. But how you express it, you know? Mm. You feel sedih, you don't go around killing people. Lah. Betul. You know, how you express it. Like for me, I channeled it into my my, my training. Mm. And one very important question was, uh, which I asked myself was, would my mother want me to compete? You know, of course she would, would have, you know? So... So back in 2004, even with my mom passing away, I still competed. In 2012, when I became overall champion of uh, Mr. Penang, mm. I had my first uh, separation with my first marriage. Yeah. Don't let me asking, what is it? Be- the the reason is because, oh, because you- I I was being a bad muddy boiler. Oh, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. High test, bro. What do you expect? Yeah. And a lot of temptation. I was young, 30 years old. You know, you, you just you just do dumb shit, like right. you know. So, uh, so I separated with my first first wife. Then, mm. and I, after that, I became Mr. Mr. Pinak, you know. And then, uh, 2014, I broke up with my then uh, girlfriend. I uh, no no, she dumped me. What am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> she dumped me. Right. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I'm still going to compete. I became Mr. Malaysia. Right. You know? So, I never looked at, at, at whatever that's happening outside of bodybuilding as a reason not to do or to do. This is separate. I'm going to do this regardless of how I'm feeling, right. or regardless of what's going on in my life. Faham? Uh-huh. So, yeah. feeling sad, happy, depressed, it's part of our emotion. Lah. But your actions speak more than You know, there's a saying, uh, action speaks louder than, louder than words. Yeah. Um, but I believe when you are a competitive athlete, you are doing things repetitively. Mm-hmm. Once you set a goal, I nak menang, tak kisah apa berlaku, you kena menang dulu. Yes. Then after that, you can feel sad, you can feel depressed. Macam you kata lah kan, the depressed part, after semua benda, yes. depressed. Yeah. <laughs> depressed. I can share a story. Eh? So, um, masa I was in Australia, Okay, I was competing uh, in tested competition. Mm. It was my first experience mm. competing under tested competition. After one, they checked my penis and me peeing inside the cup. Yep. Okay. So, orang tak percaya. People put on Facebook like this guy doesn't look natty, blah, blah, blah. Dan menang. Okay. After menang tu, that was my first goal in my life. I need to go overseas and win overall. Mm. I won. Mm. I don't know what to do. Mm. So, that, what do I do? I start makan. Mm. I makan from like 65 kg it went up to like 85 kilos 20 mm. kilos within a week mm. a week very unhealthy wow Can even when I go went to the gym the gym people look at my leg bro this is very unhealthy yeah. you expanded your legs edema you edema lah kan edema is water retention and very unhealthy way mm. then I got depressed mm. as a netty still depressed mm. why because I'm very certain I felt that I've achieved everything in life mm. at that moment yep Because I just want to be the best of the best in bodybuilding. Mm. I achieve that. I don't know what else to do. Yep. Walaupun I tengah kerja, I tengah belajar at the same time. Mm. 
So maybe from my Sarita and also Isrita, you have to set a bigger goal. Yes. A bigger goal apart from just achieving nak kawin imbang ke? I don't know lah kan. You nak menang bodybuilding ke? Nak buat 1 juta? Have more goals that doesn't make sense. Because kan, even for me, um, I berangan nak jadi bodybuilder atau menang bodybuilding ni masa umur dah jenap. Mm. No, I don't know whether I can or not. But when it happened, like, oh, I've already achieved everything I want. Mm. Maybe if we set an even bigger goal, yep. maybe it's not going to be that bad lah. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think as a man, setting goals and moving towards them is important. Achieving is not not the the idea. Yeah, progressing, progressing towards that journey. That the journey is more important. Agree, yeah. totally agree on that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then after that, competition semua habis. Lepas tu apa yang buat? So 2017 was was my last competition. Mm. Then I got married the second time. Right. And then I got divorced the second time. Okay. Um, maybe <laughs> you not share sikit. I can see a pattern here, but yeah. in my mind, maybe I salah. Okay. Because you mentioned the first one was because man being man. Mm. Mm. So the second one because of... Second one was, I I think I was just not ready to get married. And I just, because I promised her that I want to get married. Okay. I will get married to her. And my, my second ex-wife is actually Malay. So... For me, converting and all that is not a big issue because I generally am more spiritual than religious. So I've converted, got married. She was a gem of a person. Um, it's just that my in in my headspace, I wasn't ready to be uh, the man that I I can become. So I was going Explain to me. What What do you mean by a man that you want to become? Abutu, because jadi ayah. No, no, I've already be- I became father in my first marriage. <laughs> so, but for me, I believe men only mature past 40. 40. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, past 40. And I, I thought it was just a saying. But through my life experience, it's true. Because I got m- married again the sa- uh, second time when I was about 36. But in my mind, I wasn't ready. It's not that I was, I was, I was being a... Uh, screwing around or nothing like that but i didn't behave like a man like a true true man that that takes care of his wife of his businesses so i was like at home most of the time i don't socialize i i became fat again you know so it was a repeating pattern that something that needed to be solved within me mm. i needed to, to to actually discover who i am first second uh, second divorce took place That is when I realized, okay, you, you cannot be blaming others all the time. Okay. You know, the constant is me. Two divorces, two different people, two different background, two different time phase, but the constant was me. So the problem is actually me. Lah. Okay. So, so I realized the first marriage, I was screwing around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Second marriage, she actually asked for divorce. Okay. You know, because the... Is it during COVID? No, no, no. Before that. So the... the, the Relationship towards the end, the marriage towards the end got violent, got hostile, got physical. This is what I told myself I'll never be. It's, you know, because I grew up in a very violent household. You know, my dad being an old school Indian man, he used to physically actually, physically abuse. I've shared this on my IG as well. Mm-hmm. So I actually grew up to be the man that I didn't want to be. So it's time for me to intro, go introspect into what I am, I'm all about and... Yeah, you know the spiritual journey. I actually went went to India. You know, after after this uh, 
second marriage got divorced i got divorced mm. i actually said okay something's wrong i need to figure out okay so i went on a spiritual journey i actually took a trip to india uh. sat my sat in an ashram for 7 days the what's moment, ashram sorry uh, it's like a uh, temple place, uh, not temple a uh, place where you go and learn about uh, spirituality okay. you know this is hindu based okay but the in that place you will see all sorts of people from all kinds of backgrounds eh? okay. even muslim people go there right you know it's more on teachings on on, on the teachings is more towards uh, spirituality rather than grounded in hinduism so you start asking question about yourself why mm. do you exist in the first place mm. so far then slowly i started to realize okay i need to work through certain childhood trauma mm. certain childhood that's a limitation therapy so begin sana yeah can it, it and finally enough it is when i arrived in india uh. the day i stepped foot in india is when i decided to become a vegetarian so this was okay. back in 2019 So we can go into that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when I arrived in India, I felt a certain level of peace and yeah, at that point I already decided not going to compete. Mm. So I said, okay lah. There's no need for me to be consuming meat. Mm. No need for me to be consuming so many eggs and so forth. So I became a vegetarian thinking that okay lah, done lah. I'm going to lose muscle mass. I'm going to lose my strength and right. so forth. Right. But to my surprise, I was still holding on muscle mass. In fact, I actually gained a little bit more muscle mass in that process. My skin cleared up because I had a very traumatic experience in my childhood as I was sharing with you earlier. Uh my dad is Hindu. So he took me to a temple where I witnessed a goat being beheaded right in front of my eyes and I was only like 4 years old. So that stuck with me, you know. And I used to go to to the to the pasar uh-huh. with my mom. See all the come if you see all the <laughs> I am being slaughtered in front yeah, of your yeah, eyes yeah. and so that sticks with you but as adults we grow and we rationalize our action but no it's okay you know they are they are bred for consumption mm. it's fine mm. and all that but i know deep inside wasn't okay so it manifested in a lot of uh, acne on my skin uh, sleep pattern uh, uh, disruption and so forth when i became vegetarian it all went away not because of the the diet It is because that I have already reconciled with myself. There's no more guilt behind it. Okay, that's all. Okay, so that that's the main reason lah why you became a yeah. vegetarian. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, now let's focus a bit on the part of vegan and building muscle. What could be the reason? Could why 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 do you think? Because I personally gone through a phase. Did I share this story that I was a vegetarian yeah. and I lost? Yeah, I mentioned just now again that. I became a vegetarian for seven days, eight days, and I lost almost three kilos of muscles. Mm. So it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. So, on your side, your story, why do you think mm. that you are able to sustain your muscle, increase your muscle as a vegetarian? So, when I share this story, there most people will discount it by saying, "Oh, because he's on TRT, he's on steroids." Right. Now we are not discussing the the point of being on steroid or not. Right. We are discussing, yeah. okay, two individual. both on steroids mm. one individual is vegan vegetarian right. plant based right. whatever you want to call it one is meat eater mm. all right omnivore both can hold the same amount of muscle mass how right. so right now we have uh, equalized the field mm. by saying both is on steroids so the steroids are the equation actually come to the nutrition nutrition part is where the difference is how can two individuals 
with two varying uh, differences, still able to build the same amount of muscle. In fact, how can the vegan actually get, gain this kind of muscle mass? Protein is protein. Right. right. You know, the cow that you eat consumes grass. Right. You know, obviously I'm not going to really eat grass, la, you know. <laughs> but with that being said, there, there are strategies where you can still get uh, your complete uh, profile of amino acids that's required to build muscle if you know what you're doing. Maybe you can share a bit with the viewers and listeners. Yeah. So my main staple for my protein is soy. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of fear. Of course. Around soy. Estrogen. Estrogen. Mm. They don't realize actually it's phytoestrogen. Yep. You know, mm. it's uh, it's similar. Okay. But it's not actually estrogen. Betul. Okay. And funnily enough, the people that are concerned about this estrogen are mostly out of shape to begin with. Okay, what they don't realize is high body fat is one of the biggest contributors to estrogen. Yes, betul. You know, so instead of addressing that, they address minor things like this. You have to take mega tons of soy <laughs> for you to, to even come close to uh, to getting the estrogenic side effects, you know. So it is possible, but it just requires a little bit more uh, planning, a little bit more strategy in terms of organizing your food intake. Yeah. Agree on that. Yeah. And I want to add on. Uh, banyak orang tak tahu bila you consume processed food, um, tak kisahlah burger, whatever, um, it mimics like estrogen, they call it xenoestrogen, whereby you can accumulate water retention and also fat. So, ni benda yang mungkin first time you all dengar lah. Kalau you always point out, oh, you know, soy is not good for you, soy is not good. You know, makan burgers pun tak bagus. Uh, tak kisahlah you makan 500 calories. Yes, of course, 500 calories tak banyak. But how the body... Uh, absorb it it's not the same like you eating whole food hmm. so I have you know pernah kena kecam banyak kali lah dalam social media they say I mentioned that if you can eat as healthy as possible hmm. but people say it's fine generally calorie counting sahaja yep. I will argue on that it's not just about the calories calorie is the foundation but at the same time we have to see the calorie comes from where sorry lah out of the topic because orang always focus on soy is not good because of estrogen but they don't know the processed food it mimics like estrogen juga, they call it xenoestrogen. Mm. And memang tak bagus. Okay, so until today, you're a vegetarian, a plant-based. Plant-based, yeah. Plant-based, okay. Um, jap, jap. Sorry, sorry. I tak tengok soalan, I dengar je cerita. Okay. <laughs> uh, misconception tentang bina otot. Regardless, uh, vegetarian atau tidak, based on your previous experience, masa bro science, dengan sekarang, what are the misconception about building muscles? As a general person. Oh, general person. Yeah. The first one is very easy. Most people think that if you take steroids, you can build muscle. I like that. You know, which is <laughs> yes and no. Uh-huh. There, there are tests, there are studies which show you can actually gain muscle mass just by sitting down and, and taking steroids but by doing nothing. Eh? Right. You can gain muscle mass, can. But it is not like a Mr. Universe, but that though. sort of muscle mass we're talking about. It's lean mass, uh-huh. you know. The same uh, amount of uh, steroids, whatever that you take, you still need to be able to use it to build muscle. Mm. You know, so steroid doesn't equal muscle. You know, I've known a lot of gym guys, especially now, they will tell me their cycle. I'm like, bro, first of all, do you even go to the gym? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or they don't look like... They don't even look like they go to the gym. So imagine being called a natty when you're 
fully juiced up is the one of the worst things a, a guy can can experience. Huh? So, you know, yeah. if it's the other way, you know, it's a compliment. Yeah, lah. If you're ninety, yeah, people yeah. say, "No, you, you you're juiced up." Yeah, thank you, bro. You know, but if you're not, and people say you're ninety, that's bad. Something wrong. You know, so I know a lot of guys who are doing a lot of stuff, but they don't look anything like it. Oh shit! So that's one of the biggest misconceptions out there. You take steroids, you look like Arnold or whatever current bodybuilding champions, you know. Yeah. Which that's that's not true. Okay. So secondly, you cannot build muscle with uh, by being a vegan, being a vegetarian, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. People forget that I'm actually plant based until I I actually tell them, hey, bro, I'm actually plant based. Huh? They're like, how the hell are you this big? How, are, how you're strong? How come you look like a normal chap who goes to the gym? Yeah. Because I know what I'm doing. You know, protein is protein. Right. You know, I just take more steps to get there. You know, so yeah. Okay. And now, Tamasiki, regarding about the PED, tadi, um, he mentioned that, memang there are studies people take PED can build muscle tak buat apa, tapi doesn't mean you can take more and be bigger. Mm. Because body can only absorb a certain amount. Um, the word they don't know is aromatize. Kalau you test a certain amount, your body. Let me rephrase that. If you Let's say like we throw a number lah. Let's say you take 500 mg. 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 Take 500 mg. Your body can only absorb certain amount. Yang remaining can aromatize. The chances untuk orang dapat high cholesterol is very high bila dia orang abuse testosterone. Yeah. That's why it's very common orang yang abuse testosterone ada high cholesterol hmm. because it can aromatize juga. And so ni yang banyak orang macam tak pula lagi banyak lagi bagus. Yeah. Because I still remember. During my competitive time, orang kata, oh, I made 1 gram, I made 2 gram. Hmm. Then, I tak faham tau. Until Wong Wong kata, he is 110 kilo, tak sampai 1 gram pun. Meaning, amount yang orang yang besar nak mampus pun, yes. tak ambil sebanyak macam tu, macam tu. Orang yang kecil gila nak ambil banyak macam tu. Yes. Doesn't make sense kan? Correct. Doesn't make sense. Correct. So, speaking on the cholesterol level, yeah. that also leads to a lot of heart issues later on. Yeah. Which we can see a lot of bodybuilders in the 40s, 50s start to have heart issues. Some even pass away. Yeah, you know. So it comes with the territory. And let's say you are one of the few that don't have heart issues and all that. When you aromatize, it can also you can also develop man boobs. Yeah, gyno. 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 Yeah. So this is another issue that you can actually see. So more is not always better. Yeah. So that's a fine line. So. Uh, To top it off, regarding what PED ni, kalau you nak guna PED, carilah orang yang boleh tolong. Even for him, he competed. He competed, he already won Mr. Malaysia. Still jumpa doktor. Yes. Because doktor memang belajar benda ni kan. Mm. Nah, bukan saya, bukan dia, tapi doktor. Mm. So if you all really nak guna, pergilah cari orang yang memang, memang belajar in the industry, bukan bodybuilder ya. Yep. Can There can be bodybuilder out there kata, I dah pernah guna 10 tahun, tak apalah bagus lah. Mm. Orang kan. Yep. But, I'm very certain they cannot explain to you like how the physician explained to you. Mm. Okay. And yang seterusnya pula, um, as a vegetarian, a plant-based athlete, until today is a plant-based, you can still build muscle. I wasn't equipped with the right knowledge. That's why I didn't build enough muscle. And I, to be honest, I was doing fasting during that period. Okay. Yeah. It's catabolic. Yeah. So it's very, very catabolic. So lose muscle lah. Mm. I know on that part. That's why the video tu ada beritahu. I have a puasa, I vegan, I lost my muscle. Now, last question. What's your favorite quote? Belief. So, just one word. Belief. Anything that you believe will come through. Regardless of whether it can be a lie to another person 
As long as you believe it, it will come to me. Some people say, believe ni macam, if it happened to you, you're lucky lah. Hmm. Tapi dalam science kan, luck tak wujud tau. Hmm. You know that? Hmm. Science, in science, there's no such thing as luck. It's more, they define luck as probability. Hmm. Lagi kuat, atau lagi consistent you do it, eventually you get it. Yep. Macam you said about your bodybuilding competition. Correct. You already set a goal, yep. menang whatever, whatever, you just do it, mm. you dapat. Mm. Okay. I experienced that first hand juga masa in Australia. Mm. I didn't expect I'm going to win, but because dekat Malaysia pernah compete, mm. tiba-tiba compete sana, oh menang. Yep. Okay. Yep. People say luck lah. Mm. Alright, last bonus. Uh, nasihat, what's your advice to whoever out there, mereka yang tengah mendengar dan menonton, if they want to attempt to be a vegetarian, what would be your advice to them? Dari nutrition-wise and also dari segi exercise. Okay, uh, very basic advice would be seek uh, advice from people who has already who are already on that journey already. That means people that that's ahead of you. Right. You know, learn from their mistakes, learn from their uh, success, shorten your learning curve. You know, so it, the same thing applies with training also. You know, you engage with a coach because the coach knows what he's doing. You know, so. That's a very shortcut way to do things, actually. Speaking of that, learning from coach and people with experience, where do people find you? On Instagram, Prabha82. Okay, so if let's say they want to hire you as a coach or lifetime coach, life coach, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, life coach, so they can go to Instagram. Yeah, they can just DM me. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Easy. All right, uh, Prabha, thank you very much for your time. Terima kasih share banyak sangat the life story and your competition experience. Um, it's an eye-opening, especially the part Hawin and also PED. Hmm. I believe you're my first guest yang cerita pasal PED. Thank you very much for that. And I believe pendengar dan penonton juga uh, dapat belajar benda baru daripada kehidupan dan cerita Rabah. Uh, InsyaAllah kita akan jumpa lagi in the next episode. Alright guys, thank you very much. Take care. Assalamualaikum. Let's start. Take care. Peace.